0: As we
1: come to the end of this summer series, thinking about treasures in the darkness, I was beginning to reflect on what I wanted to share uh, with you for this final Sunday. Uh, and as I was uh, thinking that through, Joel was preparing something that he wanted to share and uh, uh, on his Instagram channel. And it struck me that what he was saying captured the heart of this particular moment. That when God takes us through a difficult season, he invites us to do something to make sure we never forget. He invites us to do something that will help us trust him on into uh, the future. So I thought of no better way for us to end this series than to uh, share with you the message that Joel uh, recorded just a, a week or so ago. So uh, here we go. This is Joel a couple of weeks ago.
0: Hello everyone. How are you doing? Hope you're doing well. Right now, I am in Anglesey. I am in like the depths of Wales, overlooking the ocean. And for the past few weeks, I've been studying this book of Joshua. Now, Joshua is an awesome book to study. I definitely recommend it. It's one of the earliest books in the Bible, and There's been this story, what I read about two weeks ago, what's been going through my mind, what's been, I've been chewing over, trying to figure out what the meaning of it is. And I really felt that I should share this with you guys. I really felt God telling me to post this on my Instagram. So this is it. The um, story is in Joshua 3 and 4. And it's the crossing of the Jordan. So imagine me for a minute, you're the Israelites. You've been in the wilderness for 40 years now. There's been a promise and you've grown up with this promise that there's a promised land for you, that there's a land God has created that you will own, that is for you, that is made for you, that is designed for you, this promised land. They've grown up with this promise, yet they haven't been able to get there for 40 years. They've been going around in circles. And finally... God gives the go-ahead for them to go into the promised land. God goes, yes, it is time. You can go into the promised land. So the whole nation gets up and it's time for them to go. They get moving, excited. They can't wait. It's 40 years they've been waiting for this and now it is time that they can go into the promised land. Do you know when you were a kid and you wake up and it's Christmas Day and you couldn't wait two minutes to open the stockings? Now imagine if you'd waited for 40 years. That's what the Israelites felt like. And finally, they get going, they're on their way, they're excited, God has told them to go. But yet, they come across an obstacle. They come across a hurdle that seems to stop them in their path. God has sent them here, yet there's an obstacle. And the obstacle was the River Jordan. You see, it was springtime, the Jordan was flooded. It was over and there's no way a nation could move through this river and get to the other side. There was no way the Israelites were going to get past this obstacle. So here they were, standing at the water's edge, thinking, what should we do? What should, what should happen? And God told them this. This is where God performed a miracle. He says to Joshua, tell the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant, when you reach the edge of the Jordan's water, go and stand in the river. So, we move forward onto Joshua 3 verse 15. Now the Jordan is in flood. Order and harvest. Yet yeah, as soon as the priests who carried the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. Now if you look further down to verse seventeen, the priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stopped in the middle of the Jordan and stood on dry ground, while all of Israel passed by until the whole nation had completed the crossing on dry ground. So that's awesome. God's just done this incredible miracle. But that isn't what I've been thinking over. That isn't what I've been chewing over. What I've been chewing over is what happens next. I'm going to read it to you. When the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, choose twelve men from among the people, one from each tribe, and tell them to take up the twelve stones from the middle of the Jordan, from right where the priests are standing, and carry them over with you, and put them down at the place where you stayed tonight. So Joshua called together the twelve men he had anointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe, and said to them, Go over before the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan. Each of you take up a stone on the shoulder, according to the number of tribes of the Israelites, to serve as a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, What do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it crossed the Jordan, the water of the Jordan was cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. God had just done this incredible miracle. God had just stopped the water. He'd stopped nature for a second time now for the Israelites, first in the Red Sea and now in the Jordan, so the Israelites could pass through safely. And what the Israelites did straight away, what God asked them to do, was never forget this. Never forget that I got you here. Get something, get some stones, stick them upright, stick these ugly things upright, look out of place so whenever you see them, you remember what I did. These stones are called stones of witness because they're a sign, they're a symbol to something that has already happened. They witness something great. I can imagine the Israelites throughout their history coming to these stones when times are hard, when life isn't good and they see them and they remember what God did and it gives them hope for what God will do. Because if God had brought them through that battle, if God had brought them through that obstacle, he can then bring them through the obstacle that's ahead of them. This idea of stones of witness really excites me. It gets me thinking, how cool would it be in my life if I had stones of witness? I don't mean great stones in my back garden would look ugly. What I mean is object, things that nudge, that point towards the glory of God. They don't become idols, they don't become things of worship, but they become things that point and direct you to the glory of God because they are symbolising something that God has done. The object isn't worth anything. It's worthless. But what the object means is powerful. What the object symbolises is what's important. Imagine if we had in our house, in our garden, in our lives. Things where we look at and remember a battle on no an obstacle God has brought us through. And when we see it, when we look at it, it gives us a greater perspective of what's going on right now. Because God has brought me through stuff in the past, what means he'll bring me through what's ahead of me? You know, in the medieval times, when they conquered a castle, when a king conquered another king's castle, they'd get the dead king's head and they'd stick it on a spike out the front of the castle to serve as a warning and as a symbol to anyone else going, hey, we've won this battle. Don't try and fight us, because we will win again. What happens if we had things, if we had stones of witness, What didn't symbolise battles we'd won, they symbolised battles that God had won for us. And reminded us that if God has won that battle, then he'll win the battle, he'll win the challenge that is ahead of us. I started to think about my life, and I realised that I had some signs of witness. They weren't these great things, but they were my baptism ring. What reminds me that my life is for God, that my life is God's, and that all I want to do seek him. I have a Kusugi Hope necklace that reminds me of my journey of mental health and how God has brought me through depression, as God has brought me through hard times. You see, these are stones of witnesses. These are things, when I see them, I get a greater perspective of what's ahead of me, because I remember who is for me. So my challenge, my thought today is, create stones of witness in your life what nudge and point you towards what God has already done to give you a greater, to give you a heavenly perspective of what is ahead of you. I love you guys. I'll see you soon.
1: God bless. Isn't that a a great uh, reminder to us and a challenge to make sure that we surround ourselves with those stones of witness, those stones of remembrance